I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Dean Jackson and Joe Polish. And, uh, and guess what, Dean? You're lucky to be talking to me right now. I really am. Yeah, that was quite a party we had for the 150th, wasn't it? It was absolutely a party. The best, <laughs> the best ever. The best. And um, you know, we've got a bunch of amazing. Uh, I love marketing listeners and clients, and we really do. Jazz. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. Um, now to kind of get everyone up to speed and, you know, we talked about some of the stuff on, uh, you know, the, the live call and everything, but prior, prior to that, we actually were talking about, um, you know, the, we did the car episode, which was, uh, I know you, you had to do, uh, quite an editing job on that one, huh? <laughs> well, different. It was the funny thing was because when we did the car cast, we were sitting right beside each other. So it was the same audio. But Not the one we just one did was, because uh, the, you in the car and me in the studio and it was uh, quite a disparity. Yeah. Well, but, and also I never mentioned this on that one. What, you know, also is that uh, while it was happening, a um, a rock, uh, pebble, whatever, I don't know, unless it was a really hard bug, uh, hit my windshield and literally chipped my windshield on my brand new Range Rover. And, uh, you know, there was for a moment I was like, completely irritated going, can you freaking believe this just happened? But I didn't say anything. I just kind of held my cool and I realized. You know why? Because you're a pro. You're a pro. Well, of course. I mean, that's right. The show must go on. But it's the other thing too, is that, you know, you you have to try to maintain the fact that, you know, uh, these are third world, I mean, third world, (laughs) stupid, first world problems. Yeah. Like me and third world problems in the ring. So, um, Yeah, yeah, poor B. So wah, I was like, wah. yeah, it was. It, a it boulder was, uh, just hit my new Range Rover. Which here's here's the deal too. I mean, people constantly ask uh, me, probably more than you, but um, me uh, like about success and um, you know how do you do it and that sort of stuff. And one of my answers, uh, you know, because like, do I really know? I mean, what is success anyway? It kind of goes back to the, you know, I know I'm being successful when that we did a whole episode on, which was, mm-hmm. you know, your idea, your process. Um, I think the ability to build and grow a business has a hell of a lot to do with uh, tolerance and um, your ability to handle crap that used to really bug you, bothered you. And the more that you can go through life without being a drama queen um, or king and, mm you know, overreacting to things that don't really deserve the energy or dealing with the fact that, you know, if you do something really phenomenal and really successful, uh, we're going to have, you're going to have people that are going to criticize you unfairly. You're going to literally have people make stuff up about you. You're going to have people give you a hard time. You're going to have people that, you know, are jealous of your success, envious of your success, and they don't even want you to have success. It's it, it, so you deal with people not celebrating, um, you know, success because there are a, you know, many many people that uh, it forces them to look at their lack of of decision making or or you know smart strategic things, or some people just simply 
are unlucky and have bad things happen to them. Uh-huh. They look at other people and they and they get an attitude of, you know, why does this person have this and you know I don't sort of thing. And certainly, there's a lot of of people that have been you know dealt a, a bad deck of cards, and I'm certainly lucky and many ways. Uh, and at the same time, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, being grateful for it and s- celebrating other people's success. Yeah. Uh, so much of that we take really for granted. Like you look at the whole, you know, we take for granted that we're in a relatively stable environment and in a, you know, world that is, uh, you know, pretty, we have pretty great opportunities in the United States. And then you think about even, I mean, we have a lot of listeners all over the world and you think about some of the things that, you know, like how, or how do you be an entrepreneur in, in the Ukraine right now? Yeah. Where yeah. all of the, your whole world is about to change, you know, mm-hmm. it's so, uh, you know, you don't know is you're, you're the Russia's on the borders, the whole government's up in, in, uh, you know, completely being redone. How does that even, it's amazing, isn't it? When you think about what, what you have to, um, sometimes overcome. Right. And and it's real easy when things are going well and you're not in a situation where, you know, you're not in the middle of a war or you're not starving right. where you can actually, it's, it's like my friend, Dave Kekich, uh, who wrote Kekich credos, you know, he has this, uh, one of the credos that says, uh, things are seldom as bleak as they seem when they're going wrong or seldom as great as they seem when they're going right. Lighten up and live, <laughs> right. live longer. And, and this is coming from a guy who's, you know, been in a wheelchair paralyzed from the chest down for over 30 years, who's, you know, 70 years old and has had to, you know, encounter and deal with, uh, you know, a handicap that I couldn't even, you know, begin to comprehend it because I don't, live that way. Although I've spent, oh God, I mean, hundreds of hours, uh, with Dave and talking with Dave and interviewing Dave and, you know, halfway done with a book that's been going on for a longest time, you know, on, on the credos and stuff. Uh, But that always kind of gives me a perspective when I look at people that have situations like, you know, our friend Sean Stevenson, who's three feet tall, you know, 45 pounds, Mm -hmm. been in a wheelchair his whole life, had 200 different breaks in his body by the time he was 18 years old. I just talked to Dan Sullivan, uh, about that on a you know 10x talk um, episode we did, and you know I don't have to deal with those sort of things, uh, but I certainly uh, want to to understand as best I can. Not that you ever fully understand something without living it. Uh, you know, a lot of times people are like, well, you know, you you, you don't understand you know something unless you experience it, and you know, part of that is true certainly. Um, and the other, you know, I don't need to get uh, shot. Uh, you know, from a gun to basically know that that's probably not a good idea. So there are certain mm-hmm. things you, you don't have to experience. You can really just observe and understand it, uh, you know, from thinking about it. And, and anyway, the whole reason I bring this up, there's there's a lot to be said about giving your, yourself perspective and when things are going well, really leveraging that. You know, the greatest thing about mm-hmm. marketing is marketing is a – leverage skill. It's how to get maximum results with least amount of effort and productivity is maximum results, least amount of time. And it's a really leverageable skill. And, and, you know, I think Warren Buffett had the, had the saying where, um, you know, it's not till the tide it goes down that you realize who's (laughs) naked and who wasn't. And the whole thing of, you know, when fish are jumping in the boat, 
you know, people think they're a good fisherman. And I, I remember during yeah. like the real, before the mortgage crisis, before the real estate crashed in the, in the U.S., you know, like around two, 2007, there was this hotshot young guy that, uh, you know, wanted to work with me that had made, um, a ton of money as a mortgage broker. And he was a motivated guy, nice guy. Uh, but he also jumped into something where anyone could have made money, um, as long as they could have a conversation where and were semi capable of either being competent or appearing competent because there was an incredible amount of completely incompetent people people that made a fortune uh but as soon yes. as it crashed they had nothing to do because they didn't have the skill that went along with it so when the when right. you know when the tide and the wind is in your favor you know yeah you can do really well it's when things you're going into adverse situations where the ability to be resourceful and skillful and strategic and shrewd and stealth come into play and and more of the reasons why if you're listening to I love marketing and you're honing your skills these skills are very valuable and important when things are really going well they're critical when shit hits the fan and when shit hits the fan so badly i mean there are many situations I, I, that i you know i i wouldn't have any clue on what to tell people to do or what to do and in you know many situations you know i've been in situations in my life where i've been completely lost and i've been you know tumbling around like a tumbleweed in life because i just didn't know what the hell was going on uh, but thankfully it's never been so horrible where it's you know uh, completely derailed me. But at the same time, I've certainly had my experiences, you know, especially starting out when I was dead broke. I mean, the first two years of my mm -hmm. business were the closest things to, you know, daily constant misery that I could ever imagine. And I was doing everything with the best of intentions with, you know, mm -hmm. I consider high integrity and everything trying to make it work. And I was still broke. So it wasn't until I, you know, learned the skills of, of direct response marketing and, messaging and packaging and what I have learned over the years is marketing goes way beyond um, you know a business it's your ability to persuade and influence people in any area of life you know if I have a medical problem you know believe me I or I have friends that have medical issues I use my marketing skills to you know figure out what to do and well how to you do. know the thing is when you look at any problems you look back over the history of your career, my career, anybody's career, and you look at the problems that seemed so perplexing or big or unsolvable when you were going through them, and you look at them now, having come through it, and your your level of knowledge and your level of, of um, connections are such that that would never be a problem now. You know, often the problem is that you don't, you just don't know what to do. What's that saying that you always say that quote from the book about, you know, to get through a, a situation? Oh, the, uh, the book of survival by Anthony Greenback. It's, uh, let me see if I say this right. To get through an impossible situation, you don't need the uh, reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the muscles of a Hercules or a mind of an Einstein. You simply need to know what to do. You simply need to know what to do. And there's the thing that, you know, you either need to know what to do yourself, which often the problems that we got into in out of being uh, inexperienced or not having gone through something are problems that wouldn't be a problem today for us. Or the, the most powerful leverage, and this is what's so brilliant about this whole idea of a genius network is that often you don't need to know what to do, but you need to know who does know what to do. 
Right. And that's often, that's much more leverage. That's like such a, that's a shortcut, you know? Yeah, well, see, that's that's the beauty of seeking out other people that can assist you because if you don't know right. what to do in any situation, well, guess what? Somebody does. I mean, one of my biggest insights, you know, remember the jet ski story that I would always tell? Yeah, about the jet ski millionaire. Yeah, you know what? I should tell that again, and you should maybe tell Why one of your stories. Why wouldn't Yeah, been, let's, let's do it. So it, Let's reflect a little bit because 151 episodes, this is uh, three years. That was episode number one or two. Or three or five. Yeah, who knows? And, and plus, you know, yeah. even people that have heard it, they probably forget it. And a lot of people haven't even of listened course. to that shit, even though it's But great. the lesson is is valid. Yeah, yeah. So this was one of my first, um, uh, although I've had many, we all have many mentors. You know, there's so much to be said about the saying, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. I mean, as cliche as it is, you know, mm-hmm. anything that, you know, if you, if you were to think back, uh, to any turning point in your life, uh, I could assure you that the one commonality that was always there in every turning point, good or bad, was a discussion, a discussion you had with another human being uh, or a group or with yourself. And if you can improve your discussions, uh, that's also kind of key without sounding touchy-feely, uh, you know, your own self-talk. Uh, if you improve your discussions, you can accomplish a lot more. So I had a discussion with this um, guy during a jet ski trip. When I was in my early 20s, I had this carpet cleaning company um, that I had been struggling with, and I could not figure out how to make it work, and I was going in debt, although I was working really hard. Uh, I didn't want to go work for anyone else. I wanted to figure out how to make the business work. I had invested all of this money that I had you know, saved up, uh, delivering newspapers and stuff, even early on as a kid. And, um, basically I, I had this business that wasn't working inside so a buddy named Pat that I went to high school with it. He called me up. He said, Hey, you want to, and, and there were no computers and internet or, you know, anything back then we had pagers. I remember we had pagers, but he called me up. He's like, you want to, uh, you know, go, go jet skiing with a, with, you know, a couple of friends of mine. I'm like, well, you know, I really can't, I got so much work to do. And when you're broke, trying to put in fun and taking a day off when you can't even pay your bills is like something you really, you know, when the wolf's at the door, you're, you're really not thinking about other things other than sort of the desperate state you're in. So I wasn't in a really good place. And so, he, but he made this comment. He's like, you know, the guy that owns the jet skis is this millionaire real estate investor. And so that piqued my interest. And I'm like, ah, maybe I could, you know, talk to this guy and try to figure out some advice on what he can give me on a business I could go into to make money because my carpet cleaning company wasn't, you know, really doing well. And so I go, um, go on the jet ski trip with him here at Saguaro Lake here in uh, Arizona. Um, and so, I'm sitting on, I finally get a chance. There's two jet skis and four of us. My friend Pat, uh, his millionaire real estate friend, who I don't even remember this guy's name, even though he gave me probably a turning point piece of advice, which I'll share in a second, uh, in, in this, in that guy's friend. So, uh, finally there's two jet skis and Pat in this, uh, you know, guy's friend are out on the jet skis and I'm sitting on the tailgate of a pickup truck with this guy. And so I say to him like, ah, so, you know, I hear you do really well in business and I have a small carpet cleaning company that I've had, you know, for, you know, about a year and a half. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard and I'm kind of struggling and I'm, I'm not sure I want to stay in that business. And I was wondering if you have any advice or recommendations on a business I could go into where I could, you know, make more money. And he said, well, is, are there other people in your business that are making a lot of money? I said, well, 
you know, there's a couple companies in Phoenix um, that are, you know, doing over a million dollars a year. And to me, that's a lot of money. And he said, well, you know, if there's other people in your business making money and you're not, there's nothing wrong with the business you're in. There's something wrong with you. And I said, well, uh, you, you know, I'm certified. I've got training. Uh, you know, there's companies that do bait and switch. I don't do any of that stuff. You know, I do, you know, as best of the work that I can do. You know, the clients that I do do business with really, you know, like what it is I do. But, you know, these other companies have been around for a long time. They're really established. They do a lot of advertising and, and, you know, I was just basically making excuses for why I wasn't, uh, doing well. And, um, he said, well, he goes, you're like, young man, you're like most people. You think the grass is always greener on the other side. And he said, you know, if you want to go into another business, what's going to happen is you're going to spend another six months, another year, another two years learning the technical skills of another business so that you can go out and repeat the same bad business habits that have caused you to be a failure in this business. And I was, you know, so now, of course, that's not what I wanted to hear, but uh, I was like, well, no, you don't, you don't understand, you know, this and that. He goes, you know, so I still tried to make a couple more excuses. He, he said, look, he goes, what you need to do is you need to learn fundamental business principles. He's like, because uh, if, if you can figure out how to make business work, uh, as long as you're in a business that people, you're selling something that people want or they will buy, uh, you can apply it to any business. So what you need to do is you need to learn fundamental business school rules, young man, and, you know, just figure out, you know, how to do it. It's, it's, you know, quit chasing, you know, another business opportunity. You just simply need to learn how to make business work. And so that, um, you know, that was just a really huge insight. And I remember driving uh, home from that jet ski trip and I remember being sunburnt and I was, you know, driving back in, in this pickup truck and I was just sitting there thinking to myself, you know, um, I live in America. I got use of my legs. I, you know, I, I certainly don't have any formal education, you know, I, uh, but at the, at the same time, you know, I, I didn't even walk during my high school graduation because that's when I was kind of a drug addict and <laughs> I was partying during, you know, during the, the ceremony. And, you know, once I got out of college, I literally went to uh, New Mexico to go to New Mexico state for a couple of years and basically rehab myself from being a drug addict. And, you know, I never got a degree in anything, but, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a degree in anything, but I, I'd come back to Arizona and started this, you know, cleaning company. And so I wasn't, you know, the sharpest person in the world by any means, but I, you know, certainly, you know, everything was working, you know, I mean, and I'm like, I live in America. I mean, there's other people that are doing this stuff. I'm young. I mean, what the hell? And so that, caused me to get this insight that if other people know how to make things work and I don't, then learn what the hell they know because I obviously don't know that. And so that's when I started really reading uh, books on how to make a business more successful. And I've told this story, so I won't go into the whole thing again. But, you know, I mean, I'd read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and that gave me the whole insight of, you know, the entrepreneur, the technician, and the manager, and that there's like these three types of, you know, people living in your body that, you know, do do fighting against each other to, to, to make a business work. And, but the biggest thing is that, you know, set your business up like a franchise prototype. If there was going to be, you know, 10 of them or 50 of them or a hundred of them or a thousand of them, how would they need to operate? But the number one thing I got about that out of that book, because it didn't give any quote unquote marketing solutions. And that's really what I needed. I just simply needed more effective marketing. 
uh, marketing was the solution. I didn't know it yet, but what I got out of reading the E-Myth and, and from that conversation with the guy jet skiing was, uh, for one, you know, I'm responsible for my success. Don't go look outside of myself, figure out how to be, have more skills. When I read the E-Myth, I got the whole concept of systemization, systemize things so that they're replicatable. And I thought to myself, if there's any area of business that is so critical and important to systemize, it's the one area responsible for bringing in the, mo- the market, the money. And what brings in the money is selling and marketing. So if I could become better at selling and I can systemize that, I didn't even know how to do that, but the seed had been planted. And so when I finally heard, you know, I read my very first Gary Halbert newsletter on marketing, can and clone yourself with a sales letter that you can be the best salesperson in the world, but you're limited by the clock, but the right sales letter can talk to 10 people, 50 people, a hundred people, a thousand people. Right. 20, Leverage. You know, yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. You know, so that <laughs> made sense. And, and once I got that concept that any problem in the world can be solved with a sales letter, then it was a total game changer. And then of course, like we have discussed through all the different eight profit activators before, during and after, you know, breakthrough DNA, which, if you haven't read that on our website, um, you know, I love marketing.com, read it. Um, that's when it all, you know, started to make sense. And, uh, then I realized that I really do have, um, control of my future and that I truly can design my life prior to that. You know, I was kind of a ship without a rudder. I was just bumbling around, but you know, and I used to read, you know, motivational books and inspirational books, you know, think and grow rich, having a positive mental attitude. And, you know, you also learn that having a positive mental attitude is no different than having the worst, most negative, shitty attitude on the planet when it comes to making money. If you don't have any skill, you can just be a really happy person that doesn't know what the fuck you're doing and bumbles around. So, you know, it's that sort of thing. So that's my rant. What what do you say about that? No, but it's so amazing. I mean, I'm thinking here's a, a thread because, um, you know, you look at those pivotal things. Like I, I do remember the moment that I got on a really deep level, like that idea that Michael Gerber shared about working on your business and creating a duplicatable model. My whole life, everything that I've kind of um, evolved to, which has allowed me to have an incredible lifestyle that doesn't require me being a technician, like being involved in the actual um, operation of the business so much is that I really got on a deep level that duplicatable model, the franchise prototype. And so when I look at it that, you know, I, I really look at how few things you have to do to have an incredible um, life. You know, when I look at it that, um, you know, I, I created money making websites for our, uh, real estate agents as a duplicatable model and our, uh, getting listings program and finding buyers and getting referrals, all these things that solve for one person, the problem that all of those, that same group of people, all the realtors in, all kinds of, you know, every city in, in North America have. And so I only had to solve it once and package it and then just roll that out all across North America. And, you know, it's a building, um, you know, you, you set up a building thing that has recurring revenue and you've 
in pretty short order built a a pretty substantial business with uh, that doesn't require much, if any, of your of your time. Because if you've properly done it, set it up, got the ideas together, um, you know, you, you go on. Same thing that you were able to do with the um, with the carpet cleaners. Right. Right. You know, and it's, al- you know. it's always a uh, it's always a good rule of thumb to look at recipes. Um, you know, if you want to yeah, be a master chef, exactly. you know, you, you, it's just simply how you put it together. I mean, all the ingredients are there. It's just how they're used. And and on a basic level, it, 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 and a lot of this sounds cliche, I mean, you know, if, if access to, to knowledge by itself, although that's critical and important, um, it was the one thing that made it happen, then, you know, every librarian in the world would be a multimillionaire because they have more access to knowledge, uh-huh. you know, but now the same uh-huh. thing can be, you know, that was the easy saying like, you know, 20 years ago before the internet. I mean, anyone with a smartphone has access. I mean, think about all the people that don't know a damn thing about marketing that aren't listening to, I love marketing and think about all the people. Oh, that was the thing. I mean, I look at, you know, what's that saying about that? Anybody with a smartphone, uh, you know, even in the third world country right now, people with a smartphone have access to more uh, technology and information than President Clinton had at any time when he was in office. Yeah, yeah. Peter Diamandis talks about that. And uh, Oh, that's right. He said that, right. Yeah. How would you meet Peter? Through me. Look at that, Dean. I am the. I am like the <laughs> oracle. I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> so, are. Yeah, I just had to say something egotistical there. Um, but um, The mayor. You're the mayor. <laughs> No, you know what's so funny? I was thinking about that the other day. Who was I talking with that said that really? And I haven't even talked with you about this, but that really, um, oh, that Dan Sullivan, you know, his, his the last um, strategic coach workshop, when was the last time I actually saw you? I can't remember. But I was you in know, Toronto been, with. Life's been great. I'm, I'm trying to drink uh, this chia seed drink right now. Have uh-huh. you ever drank chia seeds? I mean, these things stick in your teeth. I mean, you'll find them. No, I it never toes, occurred to I me. Mean, they, they just they just seeds. show up in weird places. Chia seeds. I mean, I don't know what the hell the deal is with these things. All right, sorry. Okay, and now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, I just wanted to throw in some chia seeds thing there. It's, that, that wasn't a, a paid sponsorship for chia seeds, by the way. Although they should be paying me right now. It should be. We of, should start working in. Think like, about the now hundreds that we've of thousands of people that episodes just under our belt. We should start working share. in product placements. No, no, like think of the mind share now that chia seeds have been put in the hundreds of thousands because in, in how many people look up to me as the role model. They're like if Joe Polish chia. chia seeds. Yeah, all right. It's going to be trending on Twitter and on YouTube. We should offer a free chia now. pet if someone buys something from us, which is completely different <laughs> from chia seeds. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <coughs> you got me did off I th- track. Did I throw oh, you off? I so mean, we were talking about talking? <laughs> They were talking about with Dan this idea of of creating abundance neighborhoods, right? And yeah, which is a great uh, thing. I think you probably talk about that next week, right? You going to strategic coach next week? Oh yeah, yeah. I will be so, having dinner with um, Dan on uh, this upcoming Sunday. Nice. And um, so that was what uh, I was saying. That you know, that's really the brilliance of what you've done with Genius Network. With 25K is you've set yourself up as the mayor of the most abundant neighborhood in the world. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, for marketers. And- yeah, I, w- I was saying to the group that we just had a 25K meeting last week, and, uh, you know, Dan Sullivan was there, and uh, Dean Graziosi, and John Bowen, and Doug Andrews. I'm trying to think of all the people that were. I mean, we, Robert. Richard Trump, Rossi. Rossi, yeah. Um, you know, we had just a, a bunch of awesome people. And I said, you know, this is the greatest thing. I mean, you know, you guys all show up. You know, many of you are more successful than me um, in financially. And, um, you know, I just facilitate this circus and everyone talks about their best practices and I get paid to facilitate it. It's a pretty good gig. I have to pinch myself and think, man, I actually pulled this shit off, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, I say it jokingly, but it's, you know, there's a tremendous amount of orchestration. No, but there's up. the thing is you've had, you had the idea and you executed, you know? Right. Which goes back to knowing what to do, which is what you and were- but there's the other thing too is that it starts out with an idea in a conversation that if you hadn't had this conversation with Robin Robbins that she planted that seed and saying you know if you had a twenty five thousand dollar group I would join it that that planted that seed for you that conversation led to the action you know yeah you know what can I blatantly talk about how wonderful Dan Sullivan thought my 25K group was because there's a lesson with this. So before 25K, and for people that don't know what 25K is, I mean, a lot of times me and Dean talk about things and we make the assumption that, uh, you know, people may know what the heck it is we're talking about. Um, You know, Dan uh, Sullivan he takes before, during, and after very seriously. I mean, me and Dean, you know, talk about this, and I have to give Dean credit because Dean originally came up with the model of the before, during, and after. So it's a it's a brilliant, um, you know, insight and perspective and way to simplify uh, how you think about stuff. And you know, we we talk about before, during, and after here on I Love Marketing in the context of you know what do you do before the sale, what do you do during, um, you know, in the process of working with a prospect and a customer, client, patient. And then what do you do after they give you money? Uh, and I, I want to keep reiterating that this is, you've heard that a million times if you're an avid listener, but if you're brand new to I Love Marketing, it's just how do you think about that? And since we started talking about it, you realize that before, during, after applies to pretty much all areas of life. And so Dan, yeah. Dan Sullivan has a great way to think about thinking. And he has that quote, you know, the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you think about the problem. And I started doing 15 minute phone calls with, uh, 25K members, but I will not hop on a 15 minute phone call with a 25K member if they don't fill out a form beforehand that, uh, the brilliant and awesome JR, um, you know, actually helped, uh, create. Um, and I say help create cause I'm just given, I mean, he just created the damn thing, but, um, it came through conversations <laughs> with him. You know, he, he laid it out and all that. But, it, but it, when someone fills something out beforehand or does thinking before you hop on a conversation, it helps. You know, just like when someone goes through your breakthrough blueprint and you take mm-hmm. them through three days of writing things down, thinking things down, well, guess what? I mean, it's organized and they capture it. You know, um, it, there, there's a lot to be said about it. And so before Dan showed up for my 25K meeting, he actually wrote down a whole list of all of the things about me that he was grateful for. And I was like, oh. and he sends me this list. And then he explains to me that by doing that before the meeting, he ends up getting a heck of a lot more out of the meeting. And that one, it's like amazing what he wrote up. I mean, I could not believe how awesome it was. And then after the meeting, um, 
and I'm going to share the one that's not as awesome as the one because that one is really kind of, you know, it, it's it's just, it's so you know not that I'm not a shameless self promoter because I but because I am, uh, it's just no, it's so we, good. Everybody could accuse you of that, right? Yeah, I mean, how dare they, right? And so, uh, but after he did 25k, he literally wrote up, um, you know, creating eight things to be grateful for for my two days of Genius Network on. Uh, March 27th and 28th in Phoenix. And so he sends this to me, and it's an impact filter applied to what he got out of 25K. And I want to share this because it occurred to me after, and I had a conversation with him about this on 10X Talk, uh, our podcast that I do with Dan, that if you go into any sort of learning situation or any sort of read a book or listen to an I Love Marketing episode, and you actually think about what you heard and apply it, what would, you know, how could you create a criteria of success? So he wrote purpose. What do you want to accomplish? And he wrote the eight things that I've gained from just these two days are worth more than six million over the next three years. This is extra money above and beyond what we will already be making without any of these new strategies. If I never came back to another 25K meeting, I could generate a hundred million extra money than what will already happen. And he wrote, what's the importance? What's the difference this will make? Dan wrote, use this as an example of just taking eight breakthrough ideas and staying with them over a 10-year period, allowing each of them to continually develop and expand and integrate with each of the other seven. In all future 25K meetings, all new ideas will be utilized to augment these eight ideas. And then ideal outcome, what does the completed project look like? And he wrote, this one 25K meeting with eight specific ideas will provide a billion dollars of value over the next remaining uh, 23 years of the second 25-year focus because he does a thing called a 25-year focus. By the time that I get to 2037, these eight 25K breakthrough ideas will have expanded into 50 other breakthroughs, all of which will have produced the billion-dollar payoff. And then he has some lines at the bottom where he sells himself on the worst result that will happen if he doesn't take action or the best result. So worst result, he wrote, I am certain that these eight takeaways from 25K are good for the next 25 years. I'm totally enthusiastic about them, but as soon as I get home, I forget completely about them. Instead of moving forward, just the opposite happens. My big intentions go nowhere. As a result of this lack of progress, I actually feel depressed and my productivity drags to a halt. (laughs) And then The best result is I find a way without disrupting my life to make increasing use of all the eight crucial ideas that I learned at Genius Network. By the end of the first quarter, I've taken action on all of the eight projects, and each time I come to 25K, I will have reviewed them and taken each of them to the next level of usefulness and achievement. Then he has what the eight things are, success criteria, what has to be true when this project is finished. And he wrote the first one, gratitude, and he starts each one with gratitude in front of it. And I was like going, what an interesting way to just ingrain your you know, perspective, insight, learning from something. So he wrote the idea of starting every business initiative with a sales letter to market the idea. So we had a whole conversation of if someone wants to launch a business or they want to figure out what to do, the first thing you do is not create the product, not write the book, not do anything, write the actual sales promotion for it. So you can first identify, you know, speak to the person that's going to to, to use it, hire you for-profit, non-profit, cause, mission, product, service, whatever, start with the sales letter. He, he wrote, that's worth a million dollars to him. Gratitude, the idea of copying by hand the writing of the thinkers that you admire the most. We had Paris Lantropolis, who's a 25K member, L- Lampropolis, uh, his name is like so crazy. It's he's like one of the greatest mm-hmm. copywriters in the world, and he's in a our, super he's in, underground he, copywriter. Yeah, he's, he's just brilliant. The guy's written like some of the 
you know, top promotions on the planet. And he, so he was talking about, you know, and Gary Halbert would have people come to him and say, I want to, you know, write copy like you. And Gary would be like, you want to be a world cast copywriter? You want to write copy just like I do? And they'd be like, yeah. So Gary would give him one of his long sales letters and have him hand write it three times, four times, 10 times. I mean, literally people would spend hours rewriting in their handwriting, not typing, but handwriting the sales copy so it would be integrated into their brain. So what Dan has been doing is he's been, he loves Shakespeare. He thinks Shakespeare is the most brilliant person on the planet. And so he's been handwriting Shakespeare to help him with the power of expressing himself in words. And so he gave that a value of a million dollars. And then the third one was gratitude, the strategy of paying everyone who works for us 10% more than their asking price. It's called Lamb's Rule, where a guy named Joel uh, Weldon, who is a world-class speaker that I've had come to the 25K meetings to teach our 25K members how to give more effective 10-minute talks. And I've had him at two meetings, and I'm going to be bringing him to all the 25K meetings, and everyone loves him. He's actually been paid to give over 2,900 speeches, and he's like 72, 73 years old, an amazing guy. And so I brought, I've brought him to the meetings just to help everyone be more effective. And he, he learned something where this guy, uh, name, uh, his last name's Lamb. He would say to someone like, say a pool service guy would, you know, be like, how much do you, you going to charge? And the guy'd say a hundred bucks and you'd say, oh, I'm not going to pay it. And the person would be like, well, you know, maybe I can do it for this. And he's like, no, no, you know, I'm going to pay you 10% more than that. Uh, because I want you to treat it like it's your own. And he, and it's a method that gets people to just put more of themselves into it. So instead of trying to negotiate with people, you actually make it a point to pay them more and how it just produces such a better experience for yourself and for the other person. So Dan loves that idea. And he, and so he wrote, uh, 10 times greater quality, uh, when you start treating people that way. And then the fourth thing was gratitude for opportunity to hire Joel Weldon as a coach to take my presentations to impact 10 times. He gave a million dollars plus gratitude the strategy of hiring paris to do a great sales letter for the 10x program he gave that a million dollar value gratitude for the strategy of using joe joe foley's 10 to 90 minute send out video modules he gave uh, joe foley's one of our 25k members who was at the group who owns mm-hmm. uh, disc.com great guy. and they right. do fulfillment disc i mean they work with some of the top people they're just they're just awesome they do production of you know mp3s dvds cds uh, you know books courses they they do it with Brendan, you know, Evan Pagan, me, you, you know, that sort of stuff. And so uh, he has these little, you know, uh, video cards and books that have video built into him. And Dan's going to use that. He gave it a million dollars plus gratitude. Uh, so, uh, uh, Dean Graziosi method, uh, 10x entrepreneur secret reveals uh, with giving people a $5,000 prize. He gave that a quarter million dollar value. And then gratitude for Paris, great strategy, speak in actions, not in abstractions. And he gave that a million dollar value. Now, the reason I wanted to read all of that is on a single page, Dan documented his experience and value of being in a 25K meeting and how valuable it would be. And if he wouldn't have taken the time to do that, his experience in uh, 25K would have been completely different. And it got me thinking that every time I put myself into a situation where I read a book or I listen to a podcast or I go to an event or I have a meeting, that if I was to take the time and just what am I grateful for, uh, you know, what am I going to get out of this and just identify what's it, why is it important? Uh, what's the ideal outcome and what's the criteria of success that I want? You know, everything just works a lot better. And Dan has trained himself to squeeze 
the most juice out of an experience. And one of my favorite lines that I heard from an organizational expert that I'd hired a few years ago, uh, we were sitting there over a pile of paperwork and I was trying to contemplate, do I file it? Do I act on it? Do I throw it away? Do I delegate it? Do, I mean, do I get rid of it? You know, my friend Ariana Huffington says, you know, the best way to complete a project sometimes is to eliminate it, just, just drop it. And um, basically, you know, uh, she said, you know, uh, when I was contemplating, she's like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, is the amount of effort you're going to put into this worth, you know, doing it? And, you know, Dan just knows how to really squeeze the most juice out of life experiences, including ones that don't work. Because if Dan has some blow up or some mishap or some failure, he always knows how to squeeze the lesson out of it and transform a negative experience. And his premise, you know, which we've you know, talked to him about many times is that, uh, you know, your ability to, to, to succeed in life and be happy is your ability to transform negative, negative experiences into transformations because all of those things that oppose your goals are actually the raw material for achieving them. And so mm -hmm. he, he has really learned how to take any sort of situation and just make it more awesome. And I mean, someone could listen to this and agree with it and shake their head, but I'll tell you, if, if you actually ended listening to this episode and you sat down for 10 or 15 minutes and you wrote, you know, I mean, you literally did that sort of thing. You know, what do you want to accomplish? You know, you think of your own business right now, you know, your before, during, right. after unit, or they read our breakthrough DNA and they think, you know, what do we want to accomplish? I'm reading this breakthrough DNA report that Joe and Dean put together and it's talking about before, during, and after. It's talking about these eight profit activators. So what do I want to accomplish? What's the biggest difference that this will make? What does the completed project look like or sale or my business? And what's the worst result if I you know, don't take action. What's the best result if I do? And the success criteria, what has to be true when I apply this? You know, what, what, what needs to be true? I'm going to get better clients. I'm going to raise my prices. I'm going to increase my referrals. I'm going to have, uh, I'm not going to waste time with people price shopping because I've developed, you know, an opt-in process and a sifting, sorting and screening me mechanism. I've, I've educated people. I mean, if, if you really just sat through and thought about it, I mean, think about how much more valuable just listening to a podcast would be and instead well, of everything you know there i want it, it's very interesting though because when you think about here's dan who you know has a very successful company he's a guy who has a really understands the value of ideas and the ability and the ability to execute those ideas and right. when you think about it you know all those things that dan listed there every one of them was either an idea on its own or an idea attached to a contact, to a connection. Right. You know, he's talking about the idea of turning it, speaking in actions instead of um, whatever Paris said. And that idea sparked something in Dan that an action that now said, well, there we go. We don't need to figure this out. Paris knows how to do this. We'll hire Paris to write a sales letter for us. Done. And so the the thing is that the higher and the higher levels, this has been one of the most profound lessons that's accelerated my development too, is getting out of the idea of learning how to do something. I, I've removed myself from that. That I think that that is, of, if I look back over 
my entire um, career here, the most profound thing, the big, the thing that I think going forward is going to have the the biggest impact is removing myself from ever answering or pursuing the question, how, how do I, I do something? Because I've realized now that other people know how to do those things. And it's so much better to ask the question who than how. Well, you know, and I can't, so you know, go ahead. I was just going to say what Dan does brilliantly is that Dan now has four project managers that are the really the only people that he speaks to, you know, in the whole organization. He'll go now back to those four people and he'll do impact filters on each one of those eight ideas that he had. He'll do an impact filter just like that, just about that one idea, and then have a conversation with a project manager who's the appropriate project. He's got some project managers for marketing initiatives, some for tech initiatives, some for um, curriculum. And when you look at who he, uh, who he'll choose to share that with, that's all he has to do is he just has to, he has to answer the question, what do we want to do? And on a bigger level, the overriding level, why are we doing like, why are we even having this conversation in the first place? When you think about the why, and then it's, well, what, what do we want to do? And then they, the who for him are these project managers and they'll figure out the how and handle the when and the logistics of everything. So that begs the, go ahead. That that's the big, like, I think of all of the things, the, the, I would say Michael Gerber was the very first big, um, um, idea that, that was really like a, a vector changing idea along with discovering direct response marketing. That's a vector changing idea, discovering Michael Gerber and applying that marketing to a, um, you know, to, to create a franchise prototype sort of thing, uh, create a duplicatable model and work on the business instead of in it. That's a vector changing idea. And I'd say that now this whole, um, idea of, of removing myself from the how and just focusing on, you know, whatever the big why is and the, and the what that I, what do I want to do? And then now working with a, a project manager has just like skyrocketed my ability to get stuff through, you know, throughput from idea to execution. Well, you, you, you also are in a unique situation is you're kind of a lazy bastard. And then you got someone like me who's like really, uh, driven and impulsive and, uh, you know, always wanting to drum things up and you're fixated on how they have the least amount of friction in your life and, you know, have to do virtually nothing except, you know, uh, pontificate, you know, brilliant marketing things. And then you have someone like me. That goes out and just that's right. drums up my, all of my, that stuff. So yeah, easy the flavor for you to say, wave to my chest. Easy for you to yeah. say, D-Jax, and like just you know sit around and try to act all smart and everything, and then partner with someone right. that you know goes and does all this shit. Um, no, no. But here's the thing. So it begs the question when you talk about Dan, 
And you talk about you. For people that are listening to this going, well, shit, I don't have a project manager. I don't have a process manager. You know, I have a hard enough time doing this and that. I mean, I wish I could do that. And of course, I, you know, I know what goes through the heads of, of, of entrepreneurs because I've, you know, have spent time with t- tens of thousands of them, you know, uh, in depth as have you over, over the last 20 years. Uh, and I've, been, you know, I'm a convert of my own system. So, I mean, I, I was having a uh, team wrap up with my team uh, at, at the end of a 20, uh, the second 25K meeting last week. And there was some things I wanted implemented in someone had kind of just pointed something out that I sensed. Uh, I don't know what their, you know, what was going on in their head, but I sensed it as a little bit of excuse making or, oh, you know, just we got to do this, we got to do that. And, you know, certainly um, I can be demanding at times. Um, hopefully I'm nice and pleasant and comical and sarcastic at the same time. But, uh, you know, I, I, I made this comment. I was like, well, look, when I had my, uh, you know, carpet cleaning business, I I worked by myself, sometimes 10, 12, 14, 16 hour days. I would have to, you know, fuel up the van. I would have to clean the van. I would have to, you know, buy the chemicals and equipment. I would have to mix them together. I would actually have to physically clean the carpet. I would have to, you know, submit the invoice. I'd have to do the sales job. I'd have to do the estimate. I'd have to do the bookkeeping. Uh, you know, I have to do all of return all the phone calls, figure out the advertising. I mean, I just did all of these things by myself. I mean, I kind of get, you know, the difficulty and complexity of like having to do a lot of shit. Uh, but the reason that if you can, if you can get focused, like you're saying on, you know, the why, the what, the how, you kind of figure out the outcome that you're looking for and you apply methodologies that actually bring in money. In the beginning, making money is really important because you, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if you're going to suck in any area of business, don't suck at the area where you can't bring in cash flow because you can be the best manager in the world, but if you don't have any business, there's nothing to manage. Well, that's, yeah. And, and so w- once I figured out how to make money, I could slowly, and it was painful. I mean, I don't want to under, I, I don't want to poo-poo, you know, everyone looks at people that have had some success and they're always talking about what they've done and have been successful, not, you know, no one wants to hear about the, the labor pains. They just want to see the baby. The reality is there's a lot of labor pains on the path uh, to success. But the thing is, is if you at least focus on, you know, the skills that will bring in money, you can hire a lot of capabilities and, and people live in a scarcity mindset when they don't know, you know, it's like, I can't hire an assistant because I don't have the money. Well, figure out how to make the money so you can have hire an assistant. You know, Dan Dan Sullivan, and you're very similar, wants to live a Four Seasons life. He doesn't want to do mm-hmm. anything in his house that's any more than he would have to do at the Four Seasons. I mean, he's dead I serious. I just skipped all that, and I literally live at the Four Seasons. That's the- <laughs> well, no, you sold your house in Toronto, and when you're there, you live in the yeah. – which is true, which is – so let me finish yeah. this, and then you can speak to it. So, you know, right. Dan has, you know, has people come up to him and say, well, that must be really nice to, to be able to live like that. And he's like, yes. It is. It's actually very nice. I, I love it. It's it's nice to have the money to be able to do it. He's like, yes, it's actually great to have this money. That's why I make the money so that I can live this way. That's why I've spent my life setting up things in a certain way for me to live this way. So instead of bitching about how it must be nice, why don't you just freaking do it? Like, it, it, but see, here's the thing: people want to, it to happen instantaneously. And you don't fly in the flying. I mean, now, if you're really lucky or you have really good skills or you really latch on to something great, uh, you know, don't compare yourself to others. It's it's one of the best ways to be miserable, to compare yourself to others. But you want to compare yourself to yourself and you want to, 
you know, you want to continually grow your progress. And if, if, if you take it from that approach, and see, that's why I went through this whole thinking exercise. If you actually started thinking about your life and your business and realize you design it, what you have, if your business sucks, you designed it to suck. Not intentionally, not that anyone wakes up and, you know, I kind of have qualms about that. You know, your life sucks because you want it that way. It's like, you know, I've, I've had areas where my life has sucked and I fucking swear to God I didn't want it that way. You know, and I, and maybe I did. Maybe on a subconscious level I programmed You're myself. You're subconscious, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, because I get that whole sort of thing. You know, I just don't think most people wake up and say I want my life to suck. You know, however, if you have things that aren't working, you have a process that is causing it to fail. And if you create a process to make it succeed, you can. And the very best that we're doing from our conversations and our ranting and our publishing of I Love Marketing and the profit activators is, is we're giving people a process that if applied and utilized and executed, it will produce results. It has made, I mean, our advice has made people billions of dollars i mean literally billions of dollars if they take yeah oh absolutely and so you know i think it goes with i mean you have to kind of point this out too that you look at it that the temptation a lot of times is when you're you know if you're comparing yourself to others you got to realize what the stages that that people are at too you know you look at that um we both look at at dan and you know dan's at a different level um, in, in, and part of that is that he's 25 years ahead of us, you know, you know, he's been doing it 25 years longer too. Um, and so you look at the, this, I love this, this vision. Now he's looking at things as, you know, 25 years, he's been doing strategic coach for 25 years. And we've, so you and I've sort of in our, this was phase one of our business, the first 25 years of us being sort of in the business world. And now you look at where he's moving into that, that next 25 is really every, I love his concept of everything is kind of, uh, you know, phase one <laughs> to set up for the bigger future, which is, is always true. Um, one thing that I wanted to say was, you know, our, um, the the book that is a good start for people who are saying, well, I can't, you know, it'd be great to have four project managers and a whole team of support people and live like the four seasons or whatever. Um, there's a, there's a great book called ready fire aim. And it's, have you read that one by you have? Yeah. And, um, Michael Masterson, you know, the, the whole, Michael I mean, Mann, yeah. Yeah, I want to say, I was going to say Mark. But the same guy, but uh, under a different uh, name that he Yeah, used. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the book is phenomenal in that that really is the lesson. I mean, the whole thing in, in getting the first million, uh, the first phase one of a business infancy, getting to the first million dollars is really about getting good at one thing, at selling one thing. And a lot of times people that's one of the frustrations that I see that people have is they've got so many, they're trying to do a little of a lot of things rather than taking one thing, um, you know, all the way and, and using that. It's almost like your, um, it's almost like coming full circle to the jet ski millionaire of this, Oh, this one thing or this one product or this one service that we offer, this is going to be the one, or this is going to be the one. And they leave things, um, unfinished 
are under-optimized rather and move on to what looks like it's going to be the next big thing, you know, whereas if they would just focus on taking one all the way through and getting it up to um, where it's self-managing, because when, once it gets to where it's self-managing, that's where it can go 10 times, you know? No, exactly, exactly. And, you know, part of the things, too, which we... It's such a fun game. It is a game. You know, here's the mm-hmm. thing. It's it's a game. And, you you know, uh, people, you want to construct the game so it's rigged in your favor. You want mm-hmm. unfair advantages, even if there's a side of you that says, oh, no, we want everything to be fair. No, you don't. You want you want you want to get what you want, and that does, and that's completely different than having integrity. That's that's completely different than taking advantage of people. You know, no one would read a book on skill if they didn't want to develop the skill. And look, right. I I wish every person on the planet. I wish I could wave a magic wand and you know help everybody. But you know, it's like that Bill Cosby conversation. You know, they asked him, you know, what's uh, you know, how do you become successful? He's like, well, you know, you know, I, I don't know uh, the answer of how to be successful, but I know the, you know, I know uh, how to how to fail, and that's try to please everybody. And so, you know, you can only do what you can do. Uh, now, you can do a lot more than you think you're capable of doing. I mean, that's always the dilemma that people have is that is their own self imposed lim- limitations. I mean, people are incredible. I mean, human beings. Uh, you know, especially in adversity situations, so, somehow figure out how to tap into sides of themselves uh, and capabilities and, you know, strength that they never even realize they have. And unfortunately, it usually takes a, you know, a cancer situation or uh, some huge negative thing in many cases for that in order to happen. But, you know, people are really a hell of a lot more capable than they give themselves credit for. And I think if you're not feeling that way, Realize that, you know, feelings are not facts. I mean, you can feel really shitty and still do a lot of great things, or you can feel really great and do nothing important, or the best is you can feel really awesome and at, while you're doing really great things. And so surrounding yourself with people, continually taking a long-term approach of skill development because uh, reading and learning is painfully slow in many uh, cases and, and a lot of people don't have what you know our friend Dean you know calls uh, marketing stamina, uh, but that would be just stamina in general. I mean, some things are, are just worth doing. And when it when it goes to like all of the things that me and you have learned, and if we could offer some insights, which I think what we do constantly on these podcasts, I mean, we're just talking about you know strategy and how we think about things. And hoping that some of it lands and, and will allow people to, you know, have more direction, confidence, capabilities and get results is, you know, pointing out, had we known then what we know now, here's how we would have thought about it. And so you take the Ariana Huffington book, which I am very happy that all of my marketing efforts, uh, she debuted on uh, number one on New York Times, which is awesome. And so now everyone's been asking me, you know, what did you do? How did you do it? And I talked about that, you know, on the last couple of episodes. But Basically, you know, read her book too, because reaching the mountain of financial success doesn't always mean you win. You know, just like Jim Lore wrote that book, The Only Way to Win. I mean, you can pursue money and have a miserable life, or you can, you know, assemble and design a really incredibly great, successful life. And 
Um, you know, anyone can learn from their own experiences if they pay attention, although most people don't. But it, it takes a genius to learn from the experiences of others. And uh, some people are learning from the experiences of others, and they don't consider themselves genius. But just the concept and the awareness is the seed of genius. When you can really see that, wow, there's other people that have figured shit out in areas where I have not figured that shit out in. I'm actually going to find out what they're doing. I'm going to look at their recipe book. I'm going to reverse engineer it. I'm going to construct it and I'm going to apply it in my business. And, and in and of itself, that is not a complicated thing. It's actually pretty simple. But it's so simple and it's so obvious that most people don't do it because they think it needs to be some gigantic orchestrated method and it's so damn hard to do this and i always you know would tell my carpet cleaning clients i was like look you're in the service business and it doesn't it, it doesn't take a lot of you know qualifications to put together a website or a business card or whatever and call yourself a quote unquote professional carpet cleaner and most service businesses don't even understand what i mean go to the dictionary and look up the, what service means are you providing it and simply do a better job than most of the other schmucks that you're competing with and you realize you don't need to be freaking like superman or superwoman, right. you just need to be better than the next guy. And most of the people suck. I mean, 5% of all the people in almost any industry make all the money and the 95% of the other people scrape around for the crumbs because they're unwilling <laughs> to do the things that the 5% are willing to do. And people get pissed off about it and they're like, oh, you know, let's attack these, you know, people that are doing really well. You know, you should be celebrating these people. You should be offering to go to lunch with them. You should be looking at what it is they do. And I'm not talking about the unethical people. I mean, you, you, you can be like a low-life parasite like Michael Moran attack capitalism and, you know, think that you're doing a great service. And I'm sure there's some elements of what he does that's helpful and useful, but, you know, he really is barking up the wrong tree in a lot of ways because it's like, you know, do a damn movie on awesome capitalists that provide tons of jobs and provide a person like you to make a living selling your movies in, in, in a country that was built on the, the system that you're attacking and distorting and perverting. You know, so it's it's kind of like be a solution, not the problem sort of thing. But there, there are amazing people and amazing directions that are out there if someone just looks for it. So that's my rap. That's my rant. How do we how do we end this thing, Dean? Because I think we're at the uh, we, have, we have fulfilled we have fulfilled our obligation for our free podcast. It's it's in how's that? And, and by the way, ta da! Yeah, I like that. We could say bingo. We could say bingo. <laughs> yeah, we, we you know Joel Olstein. Uh, I don't know the exact stats, but supposedly has massively increased church attendance uh, in the United States uh, by saying, "Go find yourself, you know, a Bible-based Christian church." But I mean, that probably wouldn't fit here in I Love Marketing. No, but so, you know what? I just I was just talking to Stuart today. So my, Stuart's my project manager. I've worked with now for four months, and it's just it's changed my life. It's fantastic, but. We were just talking about it that you, you and I've said that before that we don't, uh, you know, like Joel Osteen has that at the end, there's always this, you know, find a Bible based church, get involved in, in, you know, all the saying this, all these things to do call to action. And we very rarely ever give people what they should do. Let's take a couple of minutes right now and let's just help them take next steps. What would, you know, cause there's a lot of things that they may not know that, that we have that we can help them with. 
Okay, well, let's talk so, about a couple things. Like, for one, if they have, if people want to see the Ariana Huffington sort of uh, campaign that I did with Ariana, they should watch the interview that we actually have on I Love Marketing as a starting point because yeah. it's not about politics. It's about uh, a certain way to live and, and discovery she made, and I think it'll be incredibly helpful. And you can read the, uh, you know, at the time of recording this, uh, you know, the number one book uh, in that category in the world, um, right. which, you know, I was instrumental in helping with the marketing, and I think Ariana's awesome. And so, you know, you can uh, you can do that if you want to see the way that I use that as an opt-in. Uh, we have um, well, let, let me give out this: we, I actually am doing a one-day event with uh, Ariana on August 16th, right after my annual 25K meeting. And this is the only meeting once a year that people that are not 25K members can attend. It's uh, $10,000 a person. It is for players. Uh, if that would fit you, then go to GeniusNetworkEvents.com. GeniusNetworkEvents.com. And if you want to hang out in a room with some of the most amazing people, you know, there will be a couple billionaires there. There will be Ariana Huffington, Damon John from Shark Tank, Peter Diamandis, uh, Dan Sullivan. Uh, I mean, just you know, Kevin Harrington. I mean, a whole slew of uh, amazing people. Um, that's GeniusNetworkEvents.com. I'm doing a one. And I'll be there too. Of course, yeah. Well, me and you will be there. I should probably mention <laughs> a whole slew of amazing, I, yeah, yeah, should, interesting yeah, people. We'll and, and Dean will be there too. Yeah, yeah, Dean Jackson will be there, and that's that will be the main draw. Um, and so I'm doing a one day event with Ariana after the, the fact. And if anyone wants to get in on this, they got to literally do it now because this thing is going to be a very small group of people. Uh, and because the book hit number one on New York times, I don't even need to add any more people, but you know, I'll, we'll just, I'll just put this out there. And that's uh basically genius network.com forward slash Ariana event. And you can see, I'm going to give out the page where people can see me actually talk about what the event is geniusnetwork.com forward slash ariana event and that uh is 7500 bucks uh for 25k members and 15,000 for non-25k members for a very short period of time then i'll probably raise the price to 20 grand if i even offer any other spots and that'll be in a we're going to videotape it we're going to make an amazing knowledge product built around the whole subject of thrive and just living an awesome life and dan sullivan will be there brendan bichard you know uh, i mean it'll be It'll be awesome. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we have our I Love Marketing DVDs. You have your Breakthrough Blueprint, so I'd rather you talk about that stuff. But that's some of the things that uh, – Here's the thing. Yeah, right now, it's like starting from the beginning. Let's say it's the first time people are listening. Here's where to get really up to speed. Everything that we talk about, you've heard us talk about this idea of before, during, and after and, and the Breakthrough DNA process where we've got – eight profit activators that we can apply to the before, during, and after unit of your business. So we've got a whole report, 35-page ebook that you can download at ilovemarketing.com. If you just go up in the right-hand corner of the ilovemarketing.com page, you can put in your name and your email, and that will do two things. Number one, it'll get you the download of the Breakthrough DNA report, and you'll find that fascinating and lots of killer ideas for how to structure your business in the before, during, and after. Then on the website, you'll be able to search all of the episodes. This is our 151st episode right now. So for 151 weeks, we've spent an hour at least 
talking and sharing our very best ideas about marketing. There's so many different things. We've got all the, um, everything, all of the, uh, profit activators we cover in lots of different episodes. We've had amazing guests like Tony Robbins and Dan Sullivan and Dan Kennedy and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss and Brendan Burchard and Jeff Walker and Frank Kern and Eben Pagan and so many we can, or I'm sure we're just, we're not even talking about some probably superstars, Richard Branson, all, all kinds of people who've been on these, uh, on these episodes and there's, it's all right there for you at ilovemarketing.com. We've done two big three day conferences where we have had hundreds of people in a room and hundreds more streaming from all over the world. And we did uh, a, a whole event covering all of the eight profit activators. We go deep, deep, deep in your before, during, and after units. And right now we have a very special offer going on for, uh, to coincide with our yearbook, the new yearbook that we have of all of the episodes. Each week we get a transcript of the episodes. We edit those down. And at the end of every 50 episodes, we put together a yearbook of all of the best ideas. So uh, the very first year we sent our episodes one to 50 yearbook up into space, along with some action figures of Joe and I that went uh, up and we got footage of that on the on the website. And now we've just put out the uh, volume two episodes 51 to 100. And we have packaged the 51 to 100 episodes uh, with our I Love Marketing home study course, which is the videos and the um, all the, the footage of the entire, uh, conference that we did in Phoenix. And you can get that all for $497. If you go to ilovemarketing.com, amazing 2014. And that would give you a really good, um, in-depth understanding of how to apply the eight profit activators to your business. And then, you know, Joe, you heard Joe talk about something called Genius Network, which is really a, a, an abundance neighborhood. It's really one of the, uh, well, it's the top level mastermind group for direct marketers, for people who are running million dollar plus businesses and who are, um, Joe likes to call them players. And, you know, if that's something where, you know, you, you, what Dan, was talking about that impact filter that Dan did was just part of his uh, just coming back from a 25 K group. And so Joe has this amazing office in Phoenix where he gathers 30 to 35 of these people. Is that right? About no yeah, more yeah. Any, anywhere from, you know, on the low end, uh, we've had some meetings that are 20 people. We have, we've had others that are right at 40, but it averages 30 to 30. But right, right in Joe's office, which is worth going to Phoenix just to see. And to, so you're gathering there and these people come to, uh, they come to two meetings a year plus the annual, um, event, which is always an extravaganza. And it's called 25K because that's what it costs to be a member of 25K. And of course, the promise is that if that you're going to 10 times your investment in that. And we talked a lot about that because if you are going to 10 times your investment in 25K, it's going to come from one of two things or a combination of ideas 
or connections. And all those things that Dan was sharing that he left uh, that last meeting with were all either ideas or connections or an idea attached to a connection who can actually do it. So you got that coming up. If you want to just kind of get a taste of what that's like, you can come to the come to the annual meeting in California this year, which is going to be at an incredible resort. And you get to spend two days and meet all the people that Joe just talked about. And everybody's giving 10 minute talks where the idea of the 10 minute talk is that people are sharing one idea that has been worth at least $250,000 to them. So the idea is that each minute is worth $25,000. And so that's a great way to get your feet wet if you want to experience it and see what it's all about. And then, of course, at the uh, event, you'll get to meet a lot of those people and see if that's kind of the abundance neighborhood that you want to hang out in. Um, and Joe mentioned our, the, the breakthrough blueprints. I do three day small group events where this is kind of a real personal kind of, um, experience where we get together with 10 or 12 people in a boardroom and spend three days specifically applying the eight profit activators to your business. And this year, I'm just about to start a world tour where we'll start out in Orlando at the end of April and go to Toronto in May. And then I'm going to London in June and Estonia in Northern Europe. So if you're in Northern Europe and Scandinavia and any of the countries up there in Europe and you want to join us in Estonia, that would be an exciting experience. I've never been there. And then doing one on the West Coast this year in, in Seattle in July. And then off to Australia in August. So, so summer adventure. Hopefully you can join us and hopefully we'll get to see you at one of those locations. And, and if um, someone cut us a check for like a quarter million, they can go to all of it. That's exactly right. Wouldn't it'll that be, be It'll be more shit than going joining Tony Robbins Platinum Group. I mean, you will like <laughs> literally be at more events than you can shake a stick at. A deadhead tour, like uh, who are the, all the people that follow the Grateful Dead? They can right. follow the the Breakthrough Blueprint World Tour, go all around, and we'll and we're going to pop into uh, California in the midst of it all. Yeah, there's even a book on marketing secrets of the Grateful Dead that Richard Vigory gave me. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, no, that's but great. You're, you're, so. so 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 like my 25k group site is 25kgroup.com. How how do people find out about the Breakthrough Blueprints? So here's the thing. So if to go to find out about the, the, um, breakthrough blueprint, uh, world tour, just send me uh, an email, send an email to, uh, Dean at breakthrough DNA.com. And that'll give you all the information on the world tour, or you can go to breakthrough DNA.com and find out all about the event too. And you actually, people think they're going to be getting your email, but it's actually a, um, a really weird person that you have. Isn't that brilliant? That's going to sign their name yeah. Dean and act like Dean, but it's really not Dean. Is that kind of what you're, you're, you're <laughs> suggesting people do right so now? So there you go. So I think that right there, Joe, that's kind of, uh, I think, I think Joel Osteen would be proud. We just, I think that little five minutes is going to be hopefully helpful to, a lot of people. Yeah, well, if they take action, of course. There and uh, and of course, you know, if you ever went to one of Joel's uh, 
you know, sermons or went and see him speak, they still, they still pass the basket. I mean, wherever they go. It's a yeah, exactly. There you what go. if we actually did that? I mean, what if we literally Passed just the basket. put a virtual basket on ilovemarketing.com and we're like marketing tithing. I mean, we just, and people can. We should call our buddy uh, Brad Fallon, get a tip jar on our uh, thing. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, well, as usual, it's it's always fun uh, ranting and babbling yeah. and, and and sharing marketing strategies. So uh, if you found this valuable, please go to ilovemarketing.com and please give us your comments. Um, and, uh, you know, there's meetup groups all over the world too. Um, so if you want to attend an I Love Marketing meetup group, you know, click on the uh, meetup tabs on ilovemarketing.com and you can go meet with other I Love Marketing uh, folks that talk about this and realize the importance of it. And uh, thank you for listening. And for all the people that have listened to every single episode, you are awesome. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, thank you. So with me and Dean, we'll talk with you on the next episode of I Love Marketing. Take care. Bye. Ta-da.